grace of giving. This message encourages the church to be generous, to be generous in praying for others, to be generous with your words, and to be generous in giving money. Pastor also explains the results of giving. Amen. Let's open our Bibles tonight to a couple of scriptures. The one, what an amazing word. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Sunil. Thank you for that. Ecclesiastes, the 11th chapter, verse 6. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold withhold not your hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper either this or that or whether they both shall alike do you good amen one more scripture the gospel of luke chapter 6 and verse 38 give and you will receive give and you shall receive your gift will return to you in full your gift shall return to you in full. Pressed down. Pressed down. Shaken together. Shaken together. To make room for more. To make room for more. Running over. Running over. And poured into your lap. And poured into your lap. The amount you give. The amount you give. Will determine. Will determine. The amount you get back. Will determine the amount that you get back. The New Living Translation. NLT version. That's what it is. Amen. One more scripture, Acts chapter 20, verse 35. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. Yes. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Second Corinthians chapter 8. And verses 1 to 7. But we won't read the entire portion. Let's start with verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded into the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, I beyond their power they were willing of themselves. Now I, I read the fifth verse. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord, and unto us by the will of God. The sixth verse, Insomuch that we desire Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you, the same grace also. And the seventh verse, Therefore as you abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. We've been going through this series on the grace of God. How many of you have experienced the blessing of this series? Amen. 
three of you. Okay, that's good. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> well, tonight I want to speak to you about the grace of giving. Open your mouth and say the grace, grace. Of, giving. of giving. God wants us to excel in the grace of giving. God wants us to excel. In the book of Ecclesiastes, the 11th chapter and verse 6 says, Sow your seed in the morning. Because that's going to give you direction for that day. And withhold not your seed in the evening. For you do not know which one will prosper. Whether the one in the morning or in the evening. Or maybe both alike. Wow. Amen. In other words, what is the scripture saying there? It is speaking about your cult a culture, a lifestyle. A lifestyle of a believer of Jesus is a lifestyle of giving. It's a lifestyle. Whether it be morning or evening. In 2 Corinthians said, whether it be in times of affliction, in times of deep need, Whatever your life pattern is, this is the culture that God wants you to have. The grace to give. Amen. When you constantly give, you will constantly receive. The more you receive, the more generous you should be. It's a culture, it's a lifestyle. And when I speak about giving, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 is specifically speaking about money. But the culture or the lifestyle of giving is just not in money alone. It might be gracious in words, in encouraging somebody, uplifting somebody. It might be the grace of giving yourself in prayer. Acts chapter 6. The Bible says, we will give ourselves to the ministry of prayer and the word. Now what is that grace of giving of prayer? It's not praying for yourself. That you always do, don't you? It's not praying for your family. I'm hoping that you're doing all that. But the grace or the seed of giving in prayer is praying for somebody you don't even know. It might be your neighbor. It might be somebody working in your place, in your workplace. It might be somebody that you see in the church. It might be somebody that you see in the bus stand. You might, it might be somebody around you, but there is a burden just to give out your prayer for that vessel. And you will receive the reward. When God answers that prayer and then you see them in heaven, you might not even see them on earth. They might not even understand or know that it is you who prayed, who fasted. See, that breaks self-centeredness off from you when you do that for somebody. God wants this church to work. For what reason? The Bible says, he who does not work should not eat. You need to work. 
But you need to work so that you can receive and you can give. You learn to give up. What you People who are ahead of you. People who God has placed above you. It might be your parents. It might be your bishop or your pastor or your apostle. But people above you that you know that God has kept you. You learn to give vertically. You learn to give horizontally to people around you. When you see a vision or a grace operating in somebody, you want to bless them. But you learn to give down also. Because there is always somebody who's got a greater need than the one that you have. That's what we call a helping hand. Amen. You want to help somebody to come up in life. There is somebody always worse than you. Worse off than you. That would be the right word. <laughs> Not worse than you. Gosh, I don't think there is anybody worse than you. <laughs> but worse off than you. <laughs> then you learn to give to, you know, this word honor. When you honor somebody, you give to them. That's what the word honorarium. How do you pronounce it? Honorarium. It, it, it's, it's giving. It's just that I honor. If you honor your parents, you give. The amount doesn't matter. It's the heart, the attitude. The Bible says in Genesis 14, verse 20, Abraham gave unto Melchizedek. Melchizedek, Melchi, king. Sedek, order of, order of kings. He gave, he gave higher up. Amen. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, we all learned about giving. Uh, one of the persons very instrumental in me learning from was Oral Roberts reading his books and one of his testimonies is you know as a pastor he would have about $55 as his pay a week and he's got children to feed and so he would you know just $55 and children to feed and family to take care of so one day he is sitting in a meeting and another man of God is preaching and the man of God says, bring your best seed before God, give your best to God. So all that he's got is this $55. So he thought, and if I ask my wife, he's going to say no. Because you've got a family to take care of. But he without telling her in faith, he said, Lord, this is all that I have. And he gave. He went back home. After they reached the home, you know, his wife said, okay, we've got to buy groceries, food, all that. So he says, I gave all that I had this week unto Jesus. 
This is what? <laughs> and as he was speaking, there was a calling bell that rang. So he went and opened it. There was a farmer standing outside. And the farmer said to him, You know, I couldn't come to church today. But while I was sitting at home, I felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit telling me to come and give you this seed. Because we just had a harvest and we had a great sale and God told me to come and give this to you. So he says, for the first time in his life, he saw a hundred dollar bill. There were six of them, six hundred dollar bills. The first time. So he says, when the farmer came and said, I had my harvest today. That's from where he learned this seed faith. And if you sow a seed, you will reap a harvest principle the Holy Spirit began to teach him. That became a culture in the Pentecostal movement. To give a lifestyle, give in the morning, give in the afternoon, give in the evening, give, be generous with your words, be generous with what God has given into your life, give. There's a law in the scripture which says in Genesis 8.22, as long as the earth remains, so shall there be seed time and harvest time. Say that with me. Seed time, seed time and harvest time. And harvest time. There are different laws. As a matter of fact, yesterday we were in a place and I was preaching this. In the law, not in the, not in the scripture, but the, we know the law of diminishing returns. Law of diminishing returns. What is that? To get the same kick of feeling, you have to do that same thing 10 times over. To get that same return, you have to apply more force. To get the same return, In a simple way to understand that would be a person who drinks. He takes one, one, one peg. He's kind of high. He's got a great kick out of it. But after a few days, that one peg doesn't give him that kick. He has to have two of that. And then to get the same effect, he has to have three more. Then there's a bottle. Then he has to have something more added together with that to get that kick. Now even in spiritual life, whether, you know, if you're serving the Lord, you know it. If you're still having, the Smith Wigglesworth said, to be in that same spiritual level for two days means you are backslid. If you want to have that same experiences with God, you got to keep increasing your time of prayer, worship, study of God's word. For 20 years, the 20 minutes of prayer, and you're thinking, why nothing is changing for you? It's the same way with your giving. You have to increase your giving. People who are in ministry know that. In the beginning, when you go stand there and say, your testimony, you feel great. The next time you go, 
to stand up an opportunity comes for you to serve the lord you just can't go and stand like that you got to have prayed more than you ever did before and the more you are in the ministry or serving the lord you know it you can't get along with it one hour of prayer you just need to ah go and then you see that things in the supernatural happening then there is this law of dynamic symmetry great law what is it leah <laughs> well i did not know how to explain it theoretically but in simple terms you know the sea every minute it produces about 26 waves every minute whether there is high wind gale hurricane low wind the waves keep coming there's a symmetry to it the waves just keep coming the waves just keep coming it just keeps coming you know i've realized that if you released your faith in god for something the next time when something bigger has to be done it is easier for you to do it because you know god works i remember years when we stepped out for jesus going for a ministry somewhere to trust in god for provisions for that travel small amounts but we would put our faith out we would never ask for money we would just put our faith in god and pray god would provide but as the ministry grew the expenses began to grow and the same principle god will provide if god provided before god will provide again whether it be concerning a church building that you're building or a project that you are involved in activate the law and it works the other way around also i've seen that people who habitually borrow money it works in a negative manner they habitually get into a negative cycle use your credit card to pay there and then to use another credit card to get that credit card thing closed and then use somebody wife's credit card to close the other one and then and then you take it from here and then you put it from there it's a negative symmetry it's a negative thing you have to break it you have to break it it's easier for you to take a loan and then take it from another bank and then close this loan and then get that done and then close that with somebody else loan and then keep your wife's gold in somewhere and then take that and so it's a negative thing i pray in the name of jesus this financial year this month of april those negative symmetry those negative lines in your finances will be broken in the name of jesus glory to god Hallelujah. Amen. You have to alter a bad plan or a bad pattern and put a new one in place. Start sowing seeds. I determined before I would never take a loan. 
not saying that's for everybody. But what I'm saying is I did. Because the pressure was too much. Some people can have billions of dollars in loan and they have no pressure. <laughs> if I have to give money to somebody, just 10 rupees, I'm like, oh gosh. <clears throat> so that, that stress, I decided I want that. It takes a toll on your health, it takes a toll on your mind, it takes a toll on your family life, it takes a toll on your emotional well-being, physical health. There's another law called the law of motion, Newton's law. Third law, is it? For every action, there is an opposite and equal. Say that with me, everybody who knows. What is that? Newton's third law. <laughs> For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Physicists say that a butterfly in the Amazon, when it flutters its wings, its effect can happen even in the city of Chicago. When you fire a rifle, the kickback, that's a reaction. The power goes. That is why it says in the book of Galatians, the sixth chapter. The sixth chapter of Galatians verses seven onwards. Be not deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And if I'm a good preacher, I need to start from sixth verse onwards. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scriptures. Just joking. We can read that later. Seventh chapter, uh, seventh verse. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. What you sow, whether it be in the flesh, there are consequences. In life, there's a reaction. You don't get away with anything. Do you know that none of us are going to get out of this planet Earth alive? <laughs> none of us! <laughs> Everything that you do here on Earth, you cannot deceive God. God cannot be mocked, the Bible says. Whatever you sow, you will reap. Whether it be flesh or spirit. Amen. It says there in the sixth chapter, the ninth verse, and let us not be weary in well doing, in doing well. Look at somebody and say, Do well. well. Do well. That word 
do well in, a, in the book of Genesis it says sin is lurking at your door its eyes on you but do well to Cain do well you know every business that does well and if you make a food you do well with that people will come to your restaurant you're in an airline if they're doing well people will want to fly that airline people will want to go to that hotel to stay there are people who will habitually con people and expect a blessing sad to say even in the spiritual field you cannot do well that way amen let every negative cycle break in your life in the name of jesus amen hallelujah you know one of the things that stops you from ever giving is fear fear stops you one of the signs that you trust god is you giving because you know god will take care when you want to give you've got to i've learned it you've got to deal with this word this word is incredulous people what does that mean uh, incredulous people i got the meaning of it somewhere here where is that did you send me that meaning okay it says there unwilling or unable to believe something a person who is just negative i don't believe in all this giving what is this you give to god you give to pastor you give to other person i mean it paralyzes you people are sarcastic when people give amen glory to god so seeds that will encourage lavish your love so a seed of love I'm not even just speaking about finances just to somebody around you. So a seed to lift somebody up. Patience is a seed that you give to people. As a matter of fact, I I realized that the Holy Spirit told me, son, if you're going to raise up another generation, you got to learn to be patient with them. You got experience of what all you've gone through and then you want to put it onto them. you got to be patient with them it's a seed of patience to see that person serving the lord okay a man who takes and never gives is a parasite a man who will think that he can get money quickly it's always something is wrong somewhere because anything that god wants to do it will begin normally small and it will grow any con that you find where people are fooled it's always easy money quick money he who is splendid by the river 
shall bear fruit. It's, it's a growth. And the sole reason why God wants you to prosper is that you can give away. Glory to God. The sole reason. Now let's look at those scriptures. Let's look at that, a couple of those scriptures. Uh, 1 Timothy 6, 19, 17 to 19. NLT version. 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 19. Teach those who are rich in this world. Teach not, those who are rich in this world. Not to be proud. Not to be proud. And not to trust in their money. Not to trust in their money. Which is so unreliable. Which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, mm. who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Yes, God gives us all to, for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. Tell them to use their money to do good. They, sh yeah. they should be rich in good works. They should be rich in good works. And generous to those in need. And generous to those in God. The reason God gives you riches and money is to give it to be generous. Say giving is loving. Say that again. Giving is loving. Giving is loving. Amen. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. God didn't send a postcard saying, I love you. God gave us his son to die for us on the cross of Calvary. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 1 John 3 verse 18. If you are learning something, say Amen. 1 John chapter 3 verse 18. My little children. My little children. Let us not love in word. Let us not love in word alone. Neither in tongue. Neither. In tongue. In neither in tongue. But in deed and in truth. But in deed and in truth. And the next verse says, if anyone sees his brother in need, let him go forth to help him. Why should you give? You should try it. So from some of you, especially who are very serious, giving will make you happy. It may be giving of your time for somebody else just to speak out. But when you get back and when you go, you will feel, wow. A joy will come from with. 1 Chronicles 29 verse 9. I think 9 to 11. That's one of my favorite scriptures in the Old Testament. 1 Chronicles 29. If you can read that. Then the people rejoiced. This is, then the people rejoiced. For that they offered willingly. See, when the people rejoiced, when they offered willingly, yes. they just rejoiced. And David was so amazed by their joy. And he said, Lord, what do we have? Riches, honor, and wealth, and greatness comes from you. What do we have that you did not give? And Lord, we thank you that you gave us. 
and only what you gave us we are able to give back to you and he rejoiced i've seen people who know that what they have has come from god and those are the ones who are able to give unto god but those of them who think their hard work their intelligence they mm, made everything say why should i care the people who know it is god who gave me the strength who gave me the idea who gave me the energy who gave me the talent who gave me the blessing to work it's god who gave me that job it's god who gave me that business it's god who gave me that let me give they are able to give and there is great joy when you give lift your hands to the lord and say jesus help me to be a giver Open your mouth and say that Lord help me to be a giver. Lord help me to be a giver. Lord help me to be a giver. Say that again. Lord help me to be a giver. Lord help me to be a giver. Amen. Hallelujah. With great wealth comes great responsibility. I was reading maybe you can google it too. the happiest countries are giving countries you should type out the most generous nations in the world and what was amazing for me was inside the most generous nations there is myanmar burma and kenya apart from switzerland and you know but they are in the top 10 even burma and kenya the generous you would think only the some of those european nations but and they are the happiest nations in 2022 it was indonesia and i looked at india we are 114th open your mouth and say i'm going to be a giver be a giver amen Praise the Lord. God is a giver. When God in the beginning in the garden of Eden placed Adam and Eve, God gave them unlimited supplies of fruits and vegetables and four rivers. God just gave. Abraham was a giver. Hebrews 7 verse 1 and 2 says he gave to the high priest Melchizedek Isaac was a giver he sowed in the time of famine Jacob was a giver his generation Joseph visionary dreamer was a giver he gave to his brothers he gave to his father he gave to the nation he gave to the nations of the world. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. Not only that he gave to Ephraim and Manasseh the future. More like the startup companies where Asim Premji will invest into a small startup company to the future we believe that your company can come up. Joseph gave. Elijah was a giver. Can you imagine that? 
Elijah was willing to give of the anointing that God had placed upon him. Elijah was a giver. The Bible says in 2 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 19, when Elijah called him through the mantle upon him, he was having 12 pairs of oxen and he was plowing with them. That means he's extremely rich. Because if you are a poor person, you give to the Lord a small dove. Or if you are quite rich, middle income or whatever, you have a lamp. You, only priests and nobles would be able to offer a sacrifice of a bull or a calf or an oxen unto God. And when God called him, he took the pair of oxen, killed it and gave. No wonder he received a double portion. Woo! David was a giver. David made sure that he had enough and more resources to give unto God. Solomon was a giver. It is said that because Solomon gave unto God, God began to so bless him. You give and a good measure shall be given back to you. It is said that Queen Sheba came with gifts. I read somewhere that the gifts that she brought was one mile long. Oof. There were people standing 1.6 miles in queue to give unto Solomon. Because Solomon himself was generous in his sacrifices unto God. Glory to God. You cannot deceive God. If you are a giver, it will always turn back to you. A good measure pressed together, running over into your bosom. God says, shall I cause men to give unto you? Glory to God. Let there be miles and miles and miles and miles. Of resources coming into your life. Glory to God. Amen. Give to your wife. Give to your husband. Give to your children. Give when you are in pain. Give when you think you are going through poverty. Give when you are giving, going through incredible pressure. Give when you are stressed out. Give when everything is barren around you. Give when there are people accusing you, slandering you, trying to kill you. Give when your heart is broken. Give when the devil attacks you. Give. It is a lifestyle for a Christian. Your seed will cause breakthroughs to happen. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't give evil and hateful things or unkindness. Don't be stingy. Be generous. The Bible says in Acts 10, Glory to God. Give me something more. Oh, on that keyboard. Acts 10 says, Cornelius was a giver. He gave unto the poor. He gave. And his giving caused a memorial in heaven. And that memorial, God looked at it and God said unto Peter, Get up, Peter. Go to the house of Cornelius. When you are a giver, it will reach and give it, it will reach the presence of God. And God will cause apostles and prophets to come into your home. He will cause divine interventions. He will cause angels to appear. Your gifts will activate the ministry of an apostle. Give praise to God. Some people can't even give praise to God. They can't even thank God. They're stingy with it. 
If you have nothing else, open your mouth and say, Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my praise. I give you my thanksgiving. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. There is a blessing every time you give. You can never outgive God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The blessings that comes into you when you give. Second Corinthians chapter 9, I close with it. Second Corinthians chapter 9. The 11th verse, 8th verse, sorry. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound in every good work. All that you need in life will be given unto you when you give. The 11th verse, the 10th verse. Ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Eleventh verse being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. When you give, you are causing somebody else to say, Thank you, Jesus. When you give, you're equipping. We don't have time. The 12th and the 13th, you're equipping somebody else. 11th, 12th was For the administration of the service, not only supplied the want of the saints, but is abandoned also by many thanksgivings unto God. Giving will cause you to be happy. Giving will... Prolong your life. Luke 7 says about the centurion, I mean, about Jairus' daughter. He was somebody who loved the Lord and built a synagogue. Luke 7. And that is why Jairus' daughter got healed, delivered out of death. If you can't trust God at his word about giving unto God, how will you trust him with your soul getting to heaven? I'm scared of giving 10% to God. Oh my God. You think you'll get out of that grave and go to heaven? <laughs> will you be able to trust God if you can't trust God with your money? Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This financial year beginning in this month of April, I speak for supernatural provision and breakthrough and finances unto you. I command every stronghold over your finances to be broken in the name of Jesus. I command everything that holds you in prison in the area of finances to be broken. I command open doors of blessing in the name of the Lord. May you receive from God. Rakala haushas watal prabhadhuri katakam. 
why that ajana prabha even as you give unto god even as you release your faith unto god even as you trust god with your money let god reward you let the blessing of god come upon you may god break away strongholds from your life let the plans of the enemy be broken let death be cancelled over your life rakhalab shanduna prabhadi rigadagam may god deliver you out of that sick bed because of your giving glory glory to god god bring you through miraculously blessed be the name of jesus in jesus name amen